Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program, and we are blessed for you to join us again for another episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Thank you for taking time out of your day, your schedule, to spend it with us as we kind of navigate through different topics, through uh, God's Word and, and what the Bible has to say about life and um, really kind of God's will for our life uh, as that pertains to our development of our worldview, how we act, how we respond. Uh, to different matters. Shouts of Grace deals with a number of topics um, in that realm. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, you can do so by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you'll have about three years worth of episodes. And so uh, we encourage you to take advantage of that. And if you are a first-time listener, we want to say welcome and thank you for joining us. And we hope that God blesses uh, your ears today with what you hear. And if you're a return listener, we want to say thank you for your support. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. If you are a first time listener to Shouts of Grace, then you're not familiar with what we do here. Um, what we do is we have pastoral discussions with different pastors um, from around uh, the state of Utah, from around the country. And occasionally internationally, there, there's been a couple of, of those as well. And so uh, today is no different. Um, but today I do have um, a super good friend of mine and really kind of the one of the OGs of, of Shouts of Grace, uh, Pastor Keith Radke from River Community Church. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Steve, and I'm uh, blessed to be called your super good friend, and and not just your good friend. <laughs> well, that doesn't that doesn't have much cloud in in the world, but anyway, you guys but are it does between us. <laughs> that's right. You guys are a blessing, and um, thanks for thanks for calling in and joining us today. Um, so, um, you know, Redemption Hill is uh, the church that I pastor, and and Rivers mm-hmm. the church that you pastor. Redemption Hill is coming up. Uh, or not coming up, just finished our five-year anniversary last weekend. And so that's kind of Congratulations. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. That's kind of a great thing. And we're super blessed. Um, how's how's things at River going? Things at River are going good. And, um, you know, all churches, I'm sure, are dealing with this new reality of, uh, of I don't know, post pandemic emerging out of the pandemic. I don't know what we want to call it. Um, but we're, we're encouraged. We're blessed. We're meeting Sunday mornings at the South Jordan community center. And, uh, we've got our small group ministry kicking back up for the new year and, um, just encouraged by what God's doing and, and, um, learning what it means to be consistent and resilient, uh, in, in difficult times. So, Definitely Amen. blessed uh, by what God's doing and, and thankful for Redemption's partnership with River Community Church. Yeah, we love it. We love it. In fact, we're going to be getting together um, when this airs. We're getting together this weekend. Uh, yeah. You guys are going to be be with us as we got some people coming in from out of town just to kind of talk about what's uh, been happening and the relationship between our two churches. So looking forward to that. Um, but today, Keith, what I want to do, <laughs> excuse me, I've got this lingering cough. Um, you and I were talking before we went on air just about a couple things, um, just just the, the change that we see happening in the church today right. and how people seem to be kind of kind of moving away from 
from a lot of things. I mean, from sound right. doctrine, from devotion to the local church, even understanding what the local church is about. I mean, you know, we always talk about the invention of of the internet and how just wonderful that is. Well, it's got its downsides too, because there's certain things that it that it can't provide. And so I want to talk about a, a number of those uh, uh, today. But but what I want to do is kind of push this off the dock, because as we were talking before we started, um, just people not really understanding what they believe. We're not just talking about just strictly doctrine, but the function of a church yeah. and so forth. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking at, um, at second Timothy three, he talks off, he starts off and he says, understand this in the last days. And so he's talking about something that's, that's eschatological. It is something that, that is, it's going to be prevalent. And he says, men are going to be lovers of themselves. First, he says, difficult times are going to come. People are going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. He goes on and gives a couple of examples. And then in verse 14, but he says to Timothy, but as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it. And so despite what this eschatological departure from from what would be biblical Christianity by way of loving self and forms of godliness, denying its power, he tells Timothy, there's a belief that you're to hold on to um, and you're to firmly grasp it. Um, You know, Keith, let's let's start off by just talking about that a little bit as, as you look out, <laughs> excuse me, as the church today, at the church today, um, it seems to be that there is this growing movement. I'm going to call it a movement, just a, a growing reality that, that a lot of people naming the name of Christ, whether it be on what they call political issues, whatever it is, they just aren't taking into account their Bibles. They're not taking right. into account the Christian worldview developed by Christian scripture, yet they're calling themselves worshipers of God. And so how do you how do you tackle that one? Well, first, that long list that Paul gave is surely to offend just about everyone. Um, and and I, I like Paul's boldness, and I think that's something that we need to take heart as followers of Christ is that the word of God is clear. Uh, When it speaks truth, it speaks it regardless of, uh, you know, the, the feelings and the sensitivities of those who are listening, because God is very interested in us knowing him in truth and, and living as um, humans and made in the image of God in, in light of his truth. Uh, Paul would write to the Colossians that as we receive Christ Jesus, we're to walk in him. And we're to do these three things. We're to be rooted, we're to be built up in him, and then established in the faith. And I I think that that's what our times are revealing to us. And in some ways, I would would put the fault on pastors, on, on elders, Bible teachers, that we have done very well at informing, um, people of, you know, what Christianity is or, or what, um, you know, what a Christian ethic looks like when it influences every area of life. Um, I definitely think that Christians should be speaking to culture. We should be speaking to politics. We should be speaking to every area of life. But I think what's happened is we've created um, kind of a Christian information age, but 
people are not rooted and they're not built up and they're not established. They're not anchored. They're not secure in the faith. And Paul uses that term over and over again in his writings in particular about the faith. It's the faith that we have very specifically in the person of Jesus Christ, in the truth of God revealed to us in Jesus's incarnation. You know, the Bible says in John chapter one, that the word became flesh being Jesus and dwelt among us. And we beheld in him the you know, as the only son of the begotten or is the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. So if you want to know what God looks like, we see Jesus and, and in Christians in particular, and I've been guilty of, of, of this myself is we're we're looking at Christianity as a cultural um, distinction or as a cultural phenomenon, as opposed to being, you know, the city on the hill that Jesus said we are being the body of Christ. The church is the incarnation of Christ. And so we've become very good at pro- providing our own, you know, music and our own um, messaging and our own movies. And, you know, we, we're, we're trying to be an, uh, an option to the rest of the world instead of being that city on the hill, that salt, you know, that, that light that Jesus said we're to be, that creates a, a, a reaction. Again, going back to what you read to us, Steve, from Paul's writings, Paul laid it all in the line. He said, in the last days, people are going to depart from the faith and they are going to do these things. This is what their life's going to be to look like. And, and he also written somewhere else that when it comes to the judgment of God, that, that it begins in the, ju- in the house of God, right? Because What's happened now, and it happens, I think, in every generation, it's just so much more visible and obvious now, is because we're so informed, but we didn't do a whole lot with that information, we're still stuck in sin. We're still stuck in worldly mindsets. We're still stuck in philosophies uh, of thought that are actually unbiblical. They're they're antithetical to Christianity. Uh, And so, you know, from from every level, uh, of Christianity where some of this stuff has been under the surface. I believe that the last two years of the COVID pandemic scenario uh, that, that has affected everyone around the world has brought to the surface that which was hidden. And that is a lack of being rooted, a lack of being built up in Christ and a lack of being established. And, and I would just call out to pastors and I'll call out to parents. I would call out to husbands and wives teachers and influences on every level, we need to return to the faith. We need to go back to the basics of being people whose lives are transformed and our influence as salt and light in this world is because we hold on to this faith, the faith that we have in God through Jesus Christ, and that is made so plain to us in his word. Yeah, you know, you talk you talk about being rooted, man. I that was so well said. I don't I should record you and, and play it back because it was great. Um, you talk about being rooted. Um, you know, I I've been a Christian for thirty years, and so I remember what it was like and what drew me <clears throat> to church, to the local mm-hmm. church back, you know, back in in nineteen ninety three, um, ninety two. Anyway. Um, you know, one one of the aspects or the main aspect, obviously, was I walked in and I heard the gospel and my, and my life was changed. But right. the other part was I, I felt like there was a community of people mm. that both I could 
grow and change with that got me and understood where I was at in a particular life and also a group of people that were further down the road, a couple miles down the road than I was that I could look at and go, man, man, if, 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 if this is what Christianity looks like in five years or 10 years, I want, I want that. I, I remember, I, I remember the, the, um, the, the, um, the small group we got in of, of young married couples. Some of them are our best friends today. In fact, you know, yeah. three of the couples of the six are our best friends today, you know, some 30 years later. And I just remember the impact that that's had on my life. But today things are different in the church. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking beforehand and on the other side of the break, I want us to unpack this a little bit, but we were talking beforehand. Um, we went on air about just how, you know, the convenience of online church, right? And we see that now. We see church campuses and they're basically video and they're online and, and you mm. know, people could just sit in the comfort of their own home and, and it's not a, you know, it's it's not a quote unquote burden. You know, you could just really get the word of God at your and and here's the problem that, that I see with that. And I want to talk about that. It's redefining church as we know it, and the culture is okay with it, and the church is okay with it. And in doing so, we are losing one of the most impactful parts of being a Christian. So I want to read this, and then I want us to take a small break, and we'll come back. Acts 2, verse 42, and they devoted themselves, the disciples, it is, um, the, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, and the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles, and all who believed were together, and they had all things in common, all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as they had need, and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread together in their homes they received their food with glad, generous hearts, praising God and having favor with the people. And the Lord added, and the Lord added to their numbers day by day, those who were being saved. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. I want to talk about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back. Um, I'm in um, in studio, kind of. I can see the beautiful face of Pastor Keith Radke from River hey. Community Church. We're uh, doing Zoom. Um, but Keith, right before uh, the break, I read that scripture in Acts 2.42 and just talking yeah. about uh, the change and the dynamic of church from the time it began when it started and God exploded it till the time we have uh, in front of us today. Can you talk about some of that and some of what we're going through? Yeah, I, I met uh, last week for lunch with a pastor who is just super smart, like knows his Bible well and uses very big terms that I have to look up, you know, when we're done. I have to I have to, I have to feel smart, sound smart, and then later I have to go look up, like, what did that mean? But he said that, you know, Christian ecclesiology, this is our, our doctrine of the church, um, requires incarnation. Okay, in the flesh, being in person, Jesus, you know, in was um, the incarnation of God, right? He was in the flesh of God, and so church requires us 
to be a community in person. It requires relationship. Like, could you imagine having a long distance relationship with your wife and she lived in New York and you lived in California and that was your marriage? Like there's just elements of that that doesn't work. You have to have incarnation. You have to be in person together. And and I think that's that's what we're seeing with the church these days is the, 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 the first, you know, believers who were the church, and this is our legacy that we get, that we inherit, they were together in person every day in homes, in public places. And they met, um, you know, and it was multifaceted. It wasn't just, we're doing Bible study together. No, we're eating food together and we're praying for each other and we're sharing, you know, our blessings with each other. And we're making sure that nobody falls through the cracks. My wife and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, where when she first became a Christian in the mid nineties, the church that she was a part of, like they believed in incarnational church. I mean, every they had multiple services. They had, you know, coffee between services. They had um, p- church picnics several times a month. They had small groups, home Bible studies, you know, um, breakouts for all sorts of different groups from youth to college kids to married couples. Right. And, and, and she just says, I just remember that people wanted to be at church or with their Christian friends and that it was much easier to be rooted and established and built up in our faith because we had all of these options to build community together and that affected our witness. And we would invite our friends to a Bible study or invite our friends to a picnic or something like that. And they would come and they would see just what you experienced, what you said, Steve, like, wow, these people really care about each other. They, they, they really do love each other. And, and, and this is just, you know, a simple uh, observation And I think a call for all of us is we have to get back together. We have to get back in person. We have to find that place of belonging again. We have to find that place of acceptance again. We have to find that place where iron sharpens iron, where if I say something goofy, somebody who's been reading their Bible can say, hey, Keith, slow down a minute. Like, this is what the Bible says. And I can be like, oh, yeah, because nowadays, you know, social media, we're all, you know, we can all be some level of an influencer. And it's all one-sided communication waiting for likes and some comments, you know. And and that that falls so short of what it means to be in-person, incarnational together. And I think what you read there from Acts chapter 2, you know, the simplicity of that, like what was it that contributed to the strength, the health, the vitality, and and the multiplication that took place? As they got together, they were in person together. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm going to say some things that I know probably upset some people and maybe even upset some people in our church. But, you know, um, when we originally decided to do, you know, um, put our services online, it was in no way to be a substitute for people right. coming in. I think. It's a good technology to perhaps, you know, reach out to people beyond the walls of your church that perhaps might might enjoy your service. Exactly. It's certainly a, a help to people who might be sick and they're they're going to stay home for a week or whatever, and they can still feel like, hey, we, we got connected. I didn't miss anything in the series, but never meant to be a long term solution um, to to church. And and the reality is for a lot of people, that is what it is. Um, right. And so I would just say this, if if church, if your experience of church is primarily online and you don't have extenuating circumstances, right? I mean, obviously if you're ill and it's chronic or it's terminal or stuff, I mean, there's extenuating circumstances where we'd say, great, 
then then I would say you are missing a vital part of the one-on-one of that accountability part. And I would go a step further, Keith, and I know you would agree with me and as, as a pastor on this, and I know other pastors would probably agree. Another thing that's changed is, and, and, and I want to qualify what I say on this and have you speak to it. Another thing that's changed is loyalty to a local body, a church, a, a local church body. And, and what I mean by that is you find a local body and you plug in there and they get to know you and you get to mm-hmm. know them. You put yourself under a church leadership, right, for the purposes that scripture tells us um, they're there for. And then you serve and you give back in the various ways with your time, talent, and treasure. Um, that That is, for the most part, I see that has changed a lot. People yeah. just kind of go from here to there. And the problem with that is if you've got a family of believers that know you and love you, and it comes to it comes to something where they're trying to reach out and, and disciple you and minister to you, and you jump ship and you go somewhere else where nobody knows you, and all of a sudden you don't have the quote unquote baggage or history, that 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 really isn't that's not repentance. That doesn't give you an avenue to repent and glorify and honor God. It's just you moving to, to different places. Um, in, in the last couple minutes, we have talk about. The, that, that idea of putting yourself in a local church under a leadership and, and what that does for your faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, it goes back to the illustration of how to sustain a marriage from long distance. You can't sustain relationships from long distance the same way you can together in person, in real life. You know, the ability to be able to call somebody on a Tuesday night and say, hey, I'm really struggling. Could you come over and pray with me? Like those are the kind of things that that being a part of the church provides to us. And it also provides an opportunity for us to be the blessing that God intends for us to be to one another. And when the world looks on the church and they see a community of people loving each other, Jesus said, that's how they're going to know that we belong to him, that we're his disciples. And I, I think, you know, loyalty is a, is a powerful word that you use. It, it's not loyalty to a church name or loyalty right. to a denomination. It's not loyalty to the pastor or the leadership of the church. It's loyalty to Christ, to his body and what he intends, what his purpose is for this dynamic called the body of Christ. The fact that I have brothers and sisters all over the world that I've never met, that if I were to travel somewhere, I would go straight to a local Christian community and I would find love and I would find Mm. acceptance and I would find friendship. And so those are the kind of things that being a part of a local church provides to us. And and it's so complex. And we probably should have another conversation about this before too long. Mm. There is, I am so willing to be loyal to my streaming service and I'm so willing to be loyal to my big box warehouse because I have a membership, but I wrestle, I struggle with my membership in the local church Lord, help us to get back to what it means to be a part of Christ. If I am rooted, built up, and established in Christ, I will love and be passionate for the things that Christ is passionate for. And that includes his church manifested through the local assembly of believers. Yeah, amen, amen. Hey, we're we're out of time for this um, for this episode of Shouts of Grace, and we're just kind of getting started on a on another topic. It sounds like yes. you know, but um, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time here. So uh, just real quick, if if anything that is said today um, has ministered to you, wh- why not just drop us a quick note? Go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can reach out to us. And 
uh, let, let us know your thoughts or, or if you need prayer for something or, or, or anything in this realm. But anyway, God bless you guys. And we hope to see you or hear from you next time. And we will see you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shout!